You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do the people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Here are the stories we're following today. We begin with the leadership shakeup at the top of the Ivy League. Claudine Gay is stepping down as president of Harvard University weeks after her highly criticized congressional testimony about the school's handling of campus anti-Semitism alongside the presidents of MIT and the University of Pennsylvania. Bloomberg's David Weston begins our team coverage. It has been sort of a firestorm for these three presidents to deal with exactly how you control and influence discussion on the campus. There were also questions that developed over time about some of the work that President Gay had done for her dissertation, for her PhD, and allegations that she had improperly used sources that she did not identify. Initially, the corporation of Harvard, which is what they call the Board of Trustees, the corporation, said there had been an investigation and they had totally exonerated her. There was no problem, but now she said she stepped down. And I take her at her word at this point. At some point, a leader becomes a distraction. Bloomberg's David Weston reports this is a dramatic about face for Harvard. Claudine Gay became the university's first black president just six months ago. Well, Nathan, one of Gay's harshest critics says her stepping down is long overdue. And Bloomberg's Ed Baxter has that part of the story. Congresswoman Elise Stefanik says Gay in the December hearing never condemned calls for genocide against Jews as a violation of university policy. This is part of what Gay said at that December hearing. We embrace a commitment to free expression, even of views that are objectionable, offensive, hateful. Stefanik is a Harvard alum who said gay statements were morally bankrupt. And Bill Ackman now, who's also gone after gay, posted, et tu, Sally, an apparent reference to the president of MIT. Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Radio. Okay, Ed, thanks. Sticking with politics, another legal battle is set in motion involving Donald Trump's eligibility to return to office. Bloomberg's Amy Morris has the latest. Trump is not just appealing the decision in Maine to remove his name from the primary ballot. He's also suing the official, Maine's Secretary of State, Shanna Bellows, who made that decision. It's another legal argument that will likely be settled by the U.S. Supreme Court, along with a case from Colorado, where a group of voters is calling for the justices to quickly step in. They're asking for that case to be expedited. They'd like a ruling by February 11th. And we could learn whether the Supreme Court will intervene in the Colorado case by this Friday. In Washington, Amy Morris, Bloomberg Radio. All right, Amy, thanks. Now to the latest developments in the Middle East. A senior Hamas leader has been killed by Israel in an explosion in Beirut. Hamas says Israel killed Saleh al-Arori, deputy head of the group's Politburo, who was known as the mastermind behind its armed wing in the West Bank. We get more from Bloomberg's Larry Liebert. 
it's sort of a no-brainer that if they had a senior Hamas leader, they could find an attack who uh, wasn't in some underground hiding place wherever he was that they would go after him. And Bloomberg's Larry Liebert says Al Arouri would be the most senior Hamas leader killed during the war. Turning to markets now, Karen, Wall Street kicked off the new year with a thud. Both tech stocks and treasuries sold off. The Nasdaq 100 index fell 1.7 percent. That benchmark's biggest drop in two months. Rich Weiss is chief investment officer of multi-asset strategies at American Century Investments. If you look from the start of 2022, through the end of 2023, cash uh, basically outperformed most equities, maybe not the Magnificent Seven, but most equity portfolios. So cash has been king, likely to be king, at least for the first half of this coming year, at least we believe. American Century Investments' Rich Weiss thinks it could be a tough earnings season for corporate America. Well, one of the biggest losers in yesterday's sell-off, Nathan, was Apple. It lost more than $107 billion in value after Barclays analysts downgraded the tech giant. Bloomberg's Mark Gurman explains the bearish view of the iPhone maker. Four quarters plus in a row of holiday declines. The earnings report that's coming at the end of January, early February, will indicate that Q1 was either in line maybe a little bit more, a little bit less than the prior quarter. You have these patent situations which are likely to crop up in higher frequency now, given the success that Mossimo has had over the past few months. And Bloomer's Mark Gurman notes that Apple shares rose around 50 percent to a record last year. On the flip side, shares of J.P. Morgan closed at a record to kick off the new year. The bank's rebound from its 2022 low has now pushed its market capitalization to about $500 billion. The lender's been a top performer in the banking industry following record results last year. Well, Nathan, investors will turn their attention for more clues on the future of interest rates. This afternoon, the Federal Reserve issues minutes of December's meeting and Bloomberg's Vinnie Del Judice reports. Bloomberg Economics says the minutes could signal interest rate cuts aren't imminent, though Fed Chair Jerome Powell did strike a dovish tone at last month's news conference. Fed officials voted to hold the benchmark interest rate target steady for the third time at December's meeting after more than a year of tightening. Next session, January 30th and 31st. Also on today's U.S. economic agenda, job openings, as well as ISM factory data. Vinnie Dale, Judice, Bloomberg Radio. Nathan, thanks. It's time now for a look at some of the other stories making news around the world. And for that, we're joined by Bloomberg's Amy Morris. Amy, good morning. Good morning, Karen. Migrants sent mostly from Texas have been showing up at train stops outside New York City over the weekend, sidestepping a new order limiting how they arrive. Hundreds of migrants took a detour in New York and New Jersey to bypass the New York order limiting to seek the number of arrivals. New York City and Chicago recently began restricting migrant bus arrivals and now the crackdown spreading to the suburbs. Woodstock Mayor Michael Turner spoke at a city council meeting. We do not have the staff the expertise, or the money. And that may not be the ideal. We may all wish it was something different, but the rea- that's the reality. For Chicago suburbs, Hinesdale, Woodstock, Buffalo Grove, and Joliet, taking official action now, passing ordinances to fine bus companies dropping off migrants without notice. Meanwhile, four ports of entry at the southern border will be reopened tomorrow. Those ports were closed because of a record influx of migrants. Officials say closing the border crossings was just a last resort to stem the flow of people crossing the border. 
Hospitals across the country now initiating some new policies in response to a rise in respiratory illness cases. More emergency room visits because of flu, COVID, and RSV, prompting some hospitals to require prior authorization for visitors younger than 12 years old. Duke Health Infectious Disease Specialist Dr. Cameron Wolf says for the most part, people understand. That's never an easy decision. Like, people want to be able to come and visit their loved ones in a hospital. Um, but I think, in general, people understand. The CDC says more than half the country is experiencing a rise in COVID, flu, and RSV cases. Hospitals in at least 10 states and Washington, D.C. have now reinstated mask mandates. Israel is planning to withdraw several thousand troops from the Gaza Strip. The IDF announced the move, noting the nearly three-month war has taken a growing toll on the Israeli economy. The United Nations says more than 85 percent of Gaza's residents have been displaced from their homes, and the fighting has left more than 20,000 people dead. And a messy winter storm is headed for the East Coast this weekend. Forecasters are expecting measurable snow from Washington, D.C. to New York and rain showers down south. Global News 24 hours a day and whenever you want it. With Bloomberg News Now, I'm Amy Morris and this is Bloomberg. Karen. All right, Amy, thank you. Well, as Amy said, you, we do bring you news throughout the day here on Bloomberg Radio, but now you can get the latest news on demand, and that means whenever you want it. You just subscribe to Bloomberg News Now. You can get the latest headlines right at the click of a button. Get informed on your schedule. You can listen and subscribe to Bloomberg News Now on the Bloomberg Business app, Bloomberg.com, plus Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Now for the Bloomberg Sports Update. Here's John Stashauer. John. Karen, just two years ago, the Oklahoma City Thunder lost 58 games. This year, they might end up winning 58. Fifth straight win for OKC, now 23-9 on the season. They beat the league-leading Celtics 127-123. to Shea Gilgis-Alexander has been on a scoring tear. He went for 36 points. Christoph Porzingis led Boston with 34. Jason Tatum scored 30, but Jalen Brown shot only 4 of 18. 36 points for Steph Curry as Golden State beat Orlando 121-115. to Terry Rozier scored 34. Charlotte with a win at Sacramento. John Morant, 26 points, 10 assists. Memphis down San Antonio. And Joel Embiid, 31 points and a triple-double. Easy win for Philadelphia over Chicago. The Sixers were up by 25 in the first quarter. New Orleans had a 25-point lead at halftime. Pelicans rolled to an easy win over the Brooklyn Nets. Purdue, number one in college basketball, and now 13-1. Boilermakers with a Big Ten win at Maryland, 67-53. ACC, Duke rolled past Syracuse, 86-66. Big East, UConn, an easy win over DePaul, 85-56. College football's national championship game Monday in Houston, and Michigan is a four-and-a-half-point favorite to beat Washington. Both teams are undefeated, but Washington has only had one win by 10 or more points since September. They may not have running back Dylan Johnson. He got carted off late in that semifinal win over Texas. John Stanshower, Bloomberg Sports. Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial Advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing, entrepreneurial, advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. 
Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. From coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App, and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. Washington may have just flexed its muscles with the Ivy Leagues now that Claudine Gay is stepping down as president of Harvard University. It comes weeks after widely criticized testimony about her handling of anti-Semitism on campus alongside the presidents of MIT and Penn, along with new questions specifically about Claudine Gay's academic record, uh, some of her uh, past dissertations. Meanwhile, with less than two weeks until voting begins in the Republican presidential race, former President Donald Trump is fighting to stay on a second state's primary ballot after Maine kicked him off over his actions on January 6, 2021. Lots of political news to discuss this morning, and here to do that with us is Greg Vallier, Chief U.S. Policy Strategist at AGF Investments. Greg, good morning. First, I want to get your reaction to the uh, sudden departure of Claudine Gay as Harvard University. She just became Harvard's first black president in July. Now, apparently, after this uh, widely panned congressional testimony and the mounting uh, political and donor pressure... She's out. I mean, what does that say about Washington's influence over higher education? Well, there is influence, Nathan. Good morning. But I think a bigger factor may have been the donors. Uh, Donations were way down and applications were way down. And I think that may have had a bigger impact. Well, we did have the impact of Elise Stefanik, a Harvard alum, with that viral uh, testimony, the questioning that she gave, asking them pointedly uh, whether uh, calling for the genocide of Jews violates school policy and sort of wiggling on the answers. I mean, uh, this says something about uh, Elise Stefanik's uh, clout as well, doesn't it? Yeah, two points. First of all, I think she is going to be a real player. She is already, but I think she's going to be a pit bull on these issues, and she's someone to watch uh, over the next few years. Secondly, I think that the university presidents, all three of them, were just extraordinarily tone deaf. You know, maybe what they said technically was correct, but it certainly did not soothe the issue. It just inflamed the issue. 
And not just that, uh, we know that uh, the committee that brought those university presidents uh, to Capitol Hill is expanding its investigation into some of these allegations of plagiarism against uh, now former President Claudine Gay. Where do you see this investigation going into uh, what's happening on these campuses? Well, I think that that is going to be fair game uh, throughout the country, and I think it's not just these three presidents. I think it's probably a lot of other university officials who are now going to have to worry. want to talk about the uh, constitutional crisis potentially here with uh, former President Donald Trump now suing to try to stay on Maine's primary ballot after the Secretary of State made that move. Where do you see this going? Well, first of all, Nathan, I think it's probably 90, 95 percent chance that the Supreme Court will take the issue. I think they have to. Uh, beyond that, I think the odds would favor this court, which is uh, has three Trump appointees of six to three conservatives on the court. I suspect they would uh, reject uh, the argument that Trump has to be taken off the ballot. I think uh, the court could decide this within the next few weeks uh, before Super Tuesday. On March 5, uh, I think that in, in the final analysis, Trump will be on the ballots. There is a difference between a secretary of state making a move like this and a Supreme Court like what happened in Colorado. Does that make any difference for the Supreme Court if it does come to that? It, it could. Uh, and there will be you know, lots of issues uh, debated, but I think the main one is... Can you quickly prove that Trump supported an insurrection? I mean, that's a case that could take years, uh, certainly many, many months, and we don't have that kind of time with an election coming up. So barring any definitive ruling on the January 6th insurrection, I just don't see this going anywhere. Well, that being said, why do you think the Supreme Court would make a decision quickly if, as you say, it would take a substantial amount of time uh, before uh, the Supreme Court to determine whether former President Trump did indeed commit insurrection? Well, I, I think the court will, will just have a cut-and-dried decision saying that, uh, that they don't have the jurisdiction right now to d- define insurrection or decide whether there was insurrection. And I think without that finding, again, I just don't think it's going to go anywhere. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Today, your morning brief on the stories making news from Wall Street to Washington and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed at 6 a.m. Eastern each morning on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning starting at 5 a.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 99.1 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak.
You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.